Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. now, 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 now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. <laughs> With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We came to On 97.3 The Fan. All right, we are halfway home on a Thursday. Ben and Woods, 97.3. The fan, thanks so much to uh, everyone who listens, tunes in, finds us on YouTube, Twitch, all of those different places. Uh, I, I did see a tweet. The Odyssey app is uh, is not cooperating uh, with a few people this morning. Sorry about that. You can go to YouTube and watch us there uh, as well. We just appreciate you guys making the effort. Wish we could make it easier for you sometimes. Um, you know, we'd, we'd love to come and broadcast at your home for you if we could. Right, just give everybody a personal touch uh, here on Ben and Woods. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle, the executive producer. Ben Higgins, your friendly neighborhood would they sports feed us anchor. If we were there, I'm like assuming they make they us would. breakfast while we do the show I'm, at their house, that we'd a, be the next show to take over Petco Park. I mean, like Green Day, they're just and, announcing concerts like every week. Are we week. a Gallagher Square act or are we a full oh, we're stadium Square, act, buddy? Okay. We're Gallagher Square, like 15 people roaming around. Yeah, it's ner- it would be nerve-wracking to have an event that you're the headliner of and you had to sell tickets for. That'd be a wreck. Did we price it well enough? Did we not price it well enough? Hear me out. Ben and Woods, live at the Sphere in, in Las now Vegas. Now that I would do in a second. We do our show uh, in the Sphere. I heard it's like a billion dollars to rent. <laughs> Some insane number. So um, we're going to have to charge a little more for tickets than we're normally our free rate that we charge. $250,000 so. per, per ticket, ticket uh, to rent it out. I don't know what it's a billion, but it's something. It's a lot of money to rent out the Sphere. Uh, Odyssey, if you're listening, great place for a Christmas party. Uh, great graphics and videos and replay our show on a loop. That would be a heck of a Christmas party. It would be, be the best. It would be you the two best. playing while we're at the Christmas nope, party? No. no we just, just get the sphere. Run it out for ourselves. Run it out for ourselves. We'll just play our loop video that Paul has during our commercials, yeah. but yeah. on the sphere. On YouTube. So. Yeah, you can you can find us there as well. Uh, you can download Twitch. Search 97.3 The Fan. You can find us there. Try to give you a, a few different ways to consume us. But uh, a lot of you have been, and we are really appreciative of that. So thank you very much. Uh, it actually dumbs me out a little bit, just if I'm being completely honest. Uh, I tweeted last night, We're Ben. In a weird spot. <laughs> it is a weird spot. Uh, I tweeted last night. I was looking through the kids' Halloween candy research uh, for research purposes just to see what they got. And apparently my neighborhood is now a hundred grand neighborhood. That's what we do where I live. We give away hundred grand bars in bulk. It was three, four to one in both kids' bags, the hundred grand bar, which, okay, uh, maybe I'll walk back. I did try one. 
again for research purposes. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It's, it's not elite. Excellent. It's not elite. Oh, I would care. say it's one of the five elite. Absolutely not. Chocolate bars. No. What you call it? Hundred grand Snickers. Twix. Twix. It's second tier. <sighs> it's B tier. I think it's first tier. So you you used to see like one in there and be like, oh look at that little hit. It was all hundred grand bars. I think everyone went to Costco, bought the Kirkland all chocolate bag. And it that in that was bag that the ratios grand, Kit Kat M Twix and and in that bag it's like four to one ratio of hundred grand. Why is why are they unloading? Why the surplus of hundred grand bars? There is uh, Costco has created a certain um, homogenousness yes. of of Halloween candy giveaways. They've homogenized it. They really do need a bigger selection of mini. Bag so you can get more. It's part of the fun of Halloween variety. was the variety. That's my whole and, point. And there is less variety nowadays. It seems like. I mean, there's almost none. There was all. It was almost all hundred grand bars uh, in my kids' bags. So I, I get. I have. You one. brought none of them here to work. No. See no. now that's the that's the problem. This is my complaint for all of you parents out there of Halloween aged children. Remember, there are those of us who either don't have children, like. Uh, Paul Rindle, or our children have graduated out of the Halloween trick-or-treating phase. So we don't end up with giant buckets of candy at the end of the night. Didn't buy one bag. So it is now imperative that those parents who still have Halloween-age children do the responsible thing. Sift through your kids' candies. You know that they're not going to eat all of them, nor should they. That would be unhealthy and rot their teeth. And you bring them to your workplace the next day to allow the rest of us who didn't get any candy to have a little bit of a taste. No one at Channel 10 brought in candy yesterday. I was I was shocked. I was expecting, hey, we got Halloween candy all over the place from all the trick-or-treaters. We wanted to sift through that. And I was expecting a big pile like in the in the kitchen somewhere, you know, on a table somewhere. People bringing those little pumpkins with the with the handles yeah. on them. Just reach in. I just could grab a couple. I don't need a ton. I just wanted a taste. And I got like zero Halloween candy this year because no one brought it in. Probably karma for buying the crappiest right. Halloween candy available. The Krabby Patty gummy. <laughs> they went one dollar. People came by and got them. Bro. I didn't. I didn't say it enough yesterday when you told that story, Ben. That's not the like. Maybe you cheaped out giving out one individual little packet to each. Kid that came by, but those are good candies. I like see gummies. Paulie likes the, the. If they were good candies, Krabby would they Patty sell gummies. them at the dollar store? Five dollar store. This is the upgraded dollar store. Yeah, they sell everything there. You can get everything at the dollar store. Can now. you get Reese's full packs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's it's not like it's not it's not like knockoff brand stuff. No, it's real it's stuff. Maybe smaller sizes or anything like that. But. Bo got two Reese's peanut butter cups. Two. That's a that's a crime. That yeah, like, that's it weird. was a crime. Yeah, and there, I looked. Through, I'm like sour Twizzler. It was just a real hodgepodge of garbage. See, I like the the bag, the grab bag that has the fruit chews. Sure, like Skittles, Mike and Ike's, Starburst. Yeah, it just uh, there was a lot of hundred grands, and it really surprised me. They're not bad. I would I, I ate it in a pinch, and uh, it was fine. But I think I still don't think it's elite level. I've never considered it. I don't know that many. And some in the chat are saying no, it's elite. Elite is a very, very. That's a that's a big word. I think Snickers is elite. I think Twix is elite. 
I think Reese's are elite. Snickers is so I think good. Kit Kats are elite. I had a Milky Way also for research. That was pretty good. For research. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since I had a Milky Way. How did you gain all the weight? Cal- Halloween will get you. I only had, I didn't have any Halloween candy on Halloween. I had like four research pieces yesterday, if I'm being completely honest. But yeah, I can go pillage the kids' bags. And that's what I did. But no, was, I can't, and no one helped me out. You can go to a store and buy candy if you're so inclined. I get that. But when you make that decision, that's a that's, that's a choice. That's a choice. I, you can totally <laughs> absolve yourself. When someone just dumps a bunch of candy on a table I don't somewhere, want you, to waste. you just go, okay, well, I have to. It's, it's part of tradition. But if you actually go to the store and buy yourself candy, that's a choice. It is. And you can't, you can't make that choice. You're right. You're right. What did you have? You said you were d- doing something else? What you? Yeah, I, t- I told. Why don't you bring candy, oh, the into, candy work? into work? I was disappointed. I, uh, I set a record yesterday, personal record. I set up Christmas. You're kidding! Yesterday yeah. we talked about it. Wow, you guys are early awesome. Christmas people. We talked about it. You at one point, maybe to start the show, you're like, "Hey, it's November first. Yeah, it's, it's Christmas, Christmas season." Yeah, I mean, you have some. Thanksgiving decorations. Yeah, we have thanks- a cornucopia. All the Halloween decorations said, at work were replaced quickly by Thanksgiving decorations. Yeah, the, the Christmas decorations make me feel so happy, so warm inside, so good. I'm like, it deserves more than a month. It, it needs at least two months. So feels good, uh, doesn't it? Megan was working at the office yesterday. I came home or on my way home, went to Target. Got a bunch of stuff that we didn't have that I couldn't find or whatever, and just it looks like Santa's workshop. <laughs> Fantastic! I'm surprised my she wife came home. She's like, "Oh my god!" That's a really nice surprise. I'm surprised my wife didn't do that. But my parents are in town. We had still have to take the Halloween stuff down. Uh, but yeah, I expect it to be up pretty soon. It's a very Christmassy home. Uh, we got to get a new tree, all that stuff uh, this year. We're gonna, you know, you do the fake tree. I think. Uh, the, we think, got a new fake tree last year, I, so we're I, set I, right I think now. We'll get one at Costco. We normally sleep; it's pretty dark in our room. Yeah. But then you have the Christmas decorations throughout the house, yeah. and it's it's like a nightlight. You know, I got up this morning, walked into the kitchen. I'm like, ah, oh, it looks different, but I just love it. I love the feeling. It's such a good way to just be in your home. So it's I said, weird that it's, it. but it's weird that it's like 80. You set, you know, you're setting up, up Chris. It's, it's odd. Yesterday it was roasting hot mm-hmm. and, but it does, you know, that's what we get. We get a lot of warm Christmases here. So, uh, well, I'm glad you did that. That's a good move. I think it's a power move and you made your wife very happy mm-hmm. and it's, it's ultimately it's a good thing. Now, the only thing is once it's over though, it's over. You can't, you can lead up to it as long as you like. I feel like once Christmas is over, there's no need to. There's no need to extend you can, it really past You can keep your tree two. up until New Year's Day. Really? Yeah. New Year's Day. I think, yeah, I think you can but keep not your tree. But not the decor. The lights and stuff. Yeah. Get that stuff out of there. No, no. You can keep no, no, everything with, up. Lights around the house. Yeah. Can you? You can keep yeah, those with, up I don't, until... I don't touch anything until New yeah, Year's. If, New you've Year's. Got, if you still have it up on January 3rd, though, you're... Yeah, you're beyond due. You need to take it down. Okay. All right. I can. I can no, I don't mind. Rules. If you want to take it down on December 26th, I'll go for I it. I think we do. I'm okay with that. I think we. Cause but you, it's like I'm pl- not going to call foul if you still have it up on like the 29th or the 30th. To me, it's like planning something on your last day of vacation. Is how it feels. Like, oh, our flight's at four, but I thought we could go do this <laughs> uh, saltwater scuba expedition before we go. I just want to go. We're we're done. Vacation's over. 
Let's just go. Let's pack our stuff and just get out of here. I'm not trying to jam in one more day at Disneyland before we hit the plane. So you're like next day, like December 26th? Yeah, yeah, we're next day. We are, and maybe even, there might be some putting down of later in the evening. I think Hannah's pretty good about about doing that. But, yeah, I just, I, I think once it's over, you don't want to be reminded of it. You know you got 365 days <laughs> till the next Christmas, and you do it. Uh, but no, it's 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 definitely holiday season. I, put I think put that's it this great. way: I think Polly, it's the one holiday though that does get a little leeway as far there's as some leeway going beyond pre, the holiday, pre like, and post. <laughs> there's not a whole like no you you don't put your you put your Halloween decorations away like immediately, immediately after Halloween. Yeah, you don't want them up today. Put it this way, Polly: when you're taking down your uh, Christmas decorations, mm-hmm. you will be about two weeks away from fantasy camp. Yeah, and about a month away from spring training. Oh my God! So, yes, yes. You know, yes, you put them up yes, now. Yes. You're basically carrying yourself to the start of the next baseball season with Christmas <laughs> season. You're just you're filling that empty hole. Maybe with that's Christmas. subconsciously. Like I, I thought I was doing something to make Megan happy. She'll come home. She has no idea what's going on. This is great. Everything looks nice. But in my mind, maybe subconsciously, I'm like. Christmas decorations are up. That means fantasy camps right, around, right the around the corner. That means baseball seasons right around the corner. Oh, I can't wait already. It season just ended. It sucked. It was a tough season. Um, but it's I can't. The first time ever, I think I've really just been like, I was maybe not glad, but I, more relieved when the final out was made yesterday and the season was over because the, this season sucked. There was not a lot of joy. Fernando Tatis Jr. stealing home brought me some joy. It, it's tough because the best the best part of the season came after the season was pretty much over. When they won fourteen of their last sixteen games, they had walk offs. They won an extra innings. I mean, how many highlights? True all the highlights. All of the, the season, real highlight moments came when you felt like this They're is too late to do any good, Which and it turned it out to be true. Of a highlight to not, me. Yeah, that makes it not I mean, much fun like, or a highlight. Think about it. Uh, opening day wasn't that great. <laughs> Didn't work out too well for us. It was terrible. Fernando coming back was fun. I was at that game, so maybe that just has some sentimental value. Uh, back in May, it didn't him, bring him a lot. Stealing of, was great. It didn't bring a lot of joy to the city. Winning on Monday, losing on Tuesday. Winning on Wednesday, losing on Thursday. Snell was fun to watch every five days. Yeah, but even were, that was nerve wracking. Didn't have half any walk offs. Yeah, you, know, you had a couple walk offs. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. They just didn't have like I feel like in twenty two, ten. Moments where you're like, easily, that's a highlight of the season. There were so many days in 22 where I woke up on a Monday and was like frothing at the mouth (laughs) to come in here and talk about the team. They lost every Sunday game, I'm convinced, because we had to come in here and talk about the I know you feel that way. It's not true. I know. It was more like 500, I think, but I'm pretty sure they lost every Sunday game. Um, and it would, it was just didn't bring a lot of joy. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to flushing that, getting back at it, getting a, Trying to get a positive mindset about this team moving forward. It's hard every day. New article drops about dysfunction and and, so and everything much has else to change with the roster. Yeah, the rotation. There's a You're lot. Like, we have two pitchers. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> a lot. There's so many question marks. I can't even let myself think too much about next season because you would hope the roster is a little bit different. Well, four more days and uh, moves can be made. Right. So that would be. Is that business days? 
Or is that actual just days? I'm not sure. Like five it, days from it, yesterday or five, five days from I'm not, today? I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, the, you'll have to make your qualifying offers. Obviously, Blake Snell will get one. We can talk about this coming up. Yeah, let's do it. But that. what are the first moves that the Padres will be making this offseason? We'll get to that. We're also giving away some San Diego State, Utah State tickets in our next segment for a homecoming uh, Saturday at Snapdragon Stadium. Stay tuned for your chance to win. Coming up next after a check of traffic with Bennett Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. And here, the NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's a throwback Thursday here on Men and Woods. Got Eno Saris joining us at the bottom of the hour, about to give away some San Diego State football tickets. But uh, Lucky you guys. Paulie's got a throwback moment for us, and he teased it. And I remember, oh. I certainly remember this happening, but the specifics elude me. So, Paulie, what do we have? Let's see. How do I want to start this off? So, we've played this clip before. It was this week in 2019, and something happened... In the middle of an interview, which was funny, <laughs> but what made me laugh was more who we were talking to and what it was all about and all of that. Let's play the clip first. This was uh, November 2019. Those are generally more uh, less competitive leagues where that ad shouldn't be really happening. But it's still one of those things where I, I it, again, rules and understanding the rules are such a key component of fantasy football because you can't control anything else. Uh, talking to Joe Bartell Joe here on Bartell. I don't know if you heard my uh, partner's coffee cup just fly across the room. We were talking fantasy football with Joe Bartell. Can I ask one question? Why? We have changed as a show. We have evolved. That is, a lot of people for, play for fantasy football. It's not. It's a tough interview sometimes. Yeah, do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I reached into who my do wallet. I start this week? Well, who's I know the team? That, yeah, I know that no one else has my exact team, but please tell me right. what I need to do. You're really Zay wrecking Flowers. an entire industry right now. I'm not. It's a fine industry. but Those are generally more uh, less competitive leagues where that ad shouldn't be really happening. But it's... Why didn't Joe stop and go, <laughs> he, what was that? Cloud okay? right 
through I, it. I always appreciate a good fullback. Fullback. Just keep going no matter what is going on around you. I was looking through the archives, though, and it just says Ben's coffee cup spills during interview, which it's is so funny. Good. And I listened to that, and I go, good God, we were doing fantasy football interviews four years ago? First, I had the loudest coffee cup of all time right there. Less I mean, competitive leagues where that ad shouldn't be really happening. Butterfingers. Like, did you take it and just start beating the microphone with your... <laughs> Sounds like it. Thermos? I'm looking at uh, Joe Bartell's uh, Twitter page. I was going to say... Well, Paul, Paul, Paul I was offered give you five, five bucks. bucks yeah, you... If you could guess what outlet Joe Bartell... I was going to say... Roto-Wire. The, I was going to say the Action Network, but I don't think that they do fantasy, so... No, Roto-Wire. Roto-Wire. I didn't know if he was still there or not, but... You don't get the five bucks. You looked it up. That's cheating. That is cheating, but I... Uh, uh, wow. That was four years ago? Yeah. And I feel like that was a uh, we brought that over with us from the old station because that was definitely look what we can do. That was Adam. definitely demanded of us to Adam, do fantasy I, football interviews. Adam, I know that uh, there was a bit of consternation about bringing us over. Have we told you though? We're also bringing Joe Bartell from RotoWire with us. If that helps, I know you, the deal. nobody really even wanted us, right? Let alone our guests. You don't hire Ben and Woods for Ben and Woods. You hire us for Joe Bartell. <laughs> do people find it fascinating what other people should do with their fantasy teams at all? I couldn't care less. Like you, I play fantasy, I never talk about it. I don't, got, no one cares. You've got Josh Dobbs, or <laughs> you know. Ryan Tannehill, and who do I start this week? Like, I haven't played fantasy football in years. Is there an so intellectual an exercise? Oh, I wonder who I would choose. It's an automatic turn that was me for anybody now, in the car that by the way, is, does not have a fantasy football team. And I grew up listening to, like, Softy up in Seattle was my guy. And he had a fantasy football every week, and I would suffer through it hoping... Hoping that somebody would call in or text in and have one, one of the of same the players. players. If you, hey, Des Bryant, start or sit. If you have a fantasy football show that runs on Friday from 6 to 7, I'm all for it. I, that may be a, a thing that I could listen to and say, yeah, yeah. But to break down you know, in the morning, people are driving to work. They're about to slog through their day. You're like, hey, hang on, guys. We're going to talk about other people's fantasy football teams coming up next. Never made sense to me. That shouldn't be really happening. <laughs> Unless that happens during the I mean, fantasy I think, football I segment. think there are certain things that everyone's interested in. Is there a guy who's probably on 95% of waiver wires that you should be claiming right now? That's a service that would help people who are in fantasy football. Yeah, tune into the Fantasy Football Podcast with Boomer and Valenti or whoever. Follow your favorite fantasy football experts on social media. (laughs) I mean, like I I love I play fantasy golf, which is weird, but I I don't have Jason Sobel on to do my picks for me. It's just a weird He knows what he's talking about. He does. He's great. I I lean on him a lot, but it's just a tough radio thing to do because it's what it is. It's a punt. It's a time filler. Let's be honest with what it is. Like the one that I listened to growing up when I was in high school, they would have listeners either call in or text in their concerns. Yeah, Mike wants to know start or sit and that's tough. And then if you just come on and you're listening to the hosts go through their fantasy football matchups, that's boring. I just it's it doesn't seem like a win. The only I'm thing, glad we moved past me that. too. The only thing that made that interview interesting at all was Ben fumbling his that coffee cup. Be really happening. <laughs> he, he doesn't even address it. He just goes right through it. It's so good. Those are generally more uh, less competitive leagues. Yeah, you can hear where a smile, that maybe. Be really happening. 
but it's still one of those things where I keep the game. Oh, that's fantastic, dude. Anthony says bring back the fantasy football interviews. It's not happening. No. It's not going to happen. So I saw that uh, the San Diego State is trying to fill up Snapdragon Stadium a little more for the last couple of games by lowering ticket prices. They're giving free tickets away to Here season tickets. station. Season ticket members can claim, I think, two additional free tickets for the uh, remaining Ahead. games. Uh, but if you'd like to claim two free tickets for Saturday's game against Utah State, you can do so right now because we're giving them away uh, at 833-288-0973. Call now. Be the third caller. We'll give you a pair of tickets to SDSU, Utah State, Saturday, Snapdragon Stadium. Uh, tickets are available, affordably, I think, at goaztex.com. As they're, uh, well, I mean, it's a tough sell this year with the team at 3-5. and five. This is pretty much a must-win game if... You want to have any hopes of going to a bowl game. I don't see them winning their last three in a row the way they've been playing. So you kind of got to get this one. I think Utah State's also three and five. So this is kind of a bowl elimination sort of game for both of them uh, that they're going to have to win. So if you haven't checked out Snapdragon Stadium, I do, I do like the facility quite a bit and it's definitely worth going. If you got free tickets, it's definitely worth going down and checking out Snapdragon Stadium. So call now 833-288-0973 and uh, Paulie will give you a couple of tickets during the break here for the Aztecs and Aggies on Saturday. And then on Monday they have their first basketball game at Viejas. That will be that packed, will be I would think, yes. to see a Final Four banner mm. going up. Paul, you're a San Diego State alum. I was texting with some friends yesterday, asked who's going to be there on Monday. I said I just 7.30 tip-offs all the way down at Viejas Arena is just not a good combination for me personally, but I will be watching. Be Absolutely be tuned in. You know, I, I've been to plenty of games down there, and, and while you absolutely should be proud of a Mountain West championship banner or a Mountain West tournament title banner or a couple of Sweet 16 banners that they have up there, Final Four banner hits that's a little a, different that, when that goes what up. What is it going to say? Is that's it Final Four? Do you say national champion runner-ups? Like, do you know. acknowledge getting to the title game? Or You're is it in the just, title game. I think Final Four, Final Four. You just leave it at Final Four. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you're short and you hope, and you, But you hope you add a few more Correct. In, in the coming years, that you get a couple more Final yeah, one Four banner, banners. Final Four appearances, one banner, banner national title appearance. I don't know. But it does feel a little bit like we didn't just get to the Final Four. Right. right? Which is game in the final amazing, game. by the way. Like, I was not sure I'd ever see them get to the Final Four, but you are shortchanging yourself just a little, I think. Indeed. All right, we'll come back with Eno Saris, our final smart baseball segment of the year as we wrap up the World Series and the Texas Rangers taking the title next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. About to uh, head out to uh, Arizona. I believe you know Saris was at the game last night, so you had a first-hand look at the Texas Rangers winning the title, scratching their name off that list of uh, teams that don't have one. We went through it yesterday and today. Padres now one of just five teams without a World Series title, but uh, going to wrap up how they got it done. And I'm curious to know if Eno agrees with me that 
There's no team more similar in baseball to the San Diego Padres than the Texas Rangers in how they were built, kind of players that they have, payroll, things like that. Minus the young, controllable talent, I think I would agree with you. We sp- they also spent a lot of money, and we spent a lot of yes. money. I, I think the similarities yes. may end there. I mean, they, they fell into deeper depths than the Padres as well. Well, we'll get to it yeah. after a check of traffic here on, on 97.3 The Fan. It's time for the Super Polished, just to be named Smart Baseball Weekly segment with Eno Harris. Saris, son of a bitch. Hold on. Remix. Brought to you by Seven Mile Casino, just seven minutes from the ballpark by the Bay in Chula Vista. Here's Eno Saris with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Well, not a lot of people predicted the Texas Rangers were going to lift the World Series trophy at the end of this year, but that's why they play the games. I certainly didn't. I really didn't think they had it in them, to be honest with you. I wonder if Eno did. I certainly, when the Padres were sweeping the Rangers a couple of months ago, they didn't look like World Series champions at all, but we are joined right now by Eno Saris from The Athletic with us here for our Smart Baseball segment. Hello, Eno. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you, my friend. I did just see a tweet that said <laughs> only 1.9% of bets were on Texas to win it all in the preseason at Bet MGM. So about 2% of, of bettors picking their World Series champion, champions picked the Texas Rangers. I, I didn't see it. You know, I really didn't. And, and those were probably people who thought, I think Jacob deGrom is going to have a, a healthy season. Yes, yes. going to be there yeah, all year. Exactly. And, I mean, they didn't see it. No one saw it happening this way, you know. Yeah, yeah, the the odds were astronomical against this particular matchup and you know also I think I saw something like uh like 1800 to 1 or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty intense. So uh yeah, I didn't think but once the playoffs got going, I mean, I think the lessons are boring but this but you know, important which is, you know, the get in, you know, that's how you win. You get into the playoffs. Um, and then, uh, that, uh, once you get in, anything can happen. Um, and, and so, you know, that's, that's, I mean, I think that the Texas lineup was the thing that, that prevailed in the end too. People talk about pitching and defense. This was not the matchup of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Um, so it just proves to you that there are different ways to, to win and that a great offense is, is, is good enough to, to win it all. And, and you know, the other thing is, and they alluded to it on the broadcast last night, you know, that what once was a weakness, the glaring weakness of the Texas Rangers uh, when the playoffs roll around became uh, uh, strength, uh, and that's the bullpen. And, you know, I, I saw last night, I mean, you want to talk about moxie, guts, whatever you want to say, Throwing Araldis Chapman in, who has 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 had a, some struggles, throwing him in in a one run game and then getting out of it, knowing when to pull him uh, for spores, I thought was a really it was a brilliant move by Bruce Bochy. You know why it's brilliant? Because it worked. Because it worked. That's yeah. why it was a brilliant move. And and you know watching because, watching that was like oh my god! It, it, you knew right then. No, they got it in the bag. It was like magic yeah. happened when he got out of it. But it, but like you know, it made us scratch our heads in the in the uh, stands a little bit because he brought Spores on for three straight lefties. Yes, I mean they were they were switch hitters, but he brought Spores on for three straight lefties. So it was basically he took Chapman out because Chapman did what he's been doing, which is you know had no command at all. Yep. And so he saw he saw these guys step into the plate without they weren't swinging for the first two or three pitches. They were just letting him get into 
uh, into bad counts. And so I think he just went to Spores uh, to because of the command. And, you know, another thing that's interesting is Spores, you know, threw his curveball like, you know, 20% of the time during the regular season. Uh, and in the postseason, he threw it like uh, 45% of the time. And, you know, it's little things like that that suggest to me that there is um, there is something important about game day prep and that there might be a difference between teams about how good they are at advanced scouting and turning that into, you know, actionable items on the field. Uh, another way I thought of that was, if you remember, Brandon Fott was pretty terrible during the season. He had a 5-7 ERA. Um, but over the course of the season, he added a sinker, he changed his place on the rubber, and then he just had a great postseason run where he was finally putting together all his different pitches in ways that people weren't ready for because yeah. they hadn't scouted him. They hadn't seen him do those things. So it suggests to me that there is still a difference between teams on how good they are on game day and how good they are at, at coaching their players. Talking to Eno Saris from The Athletic here on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And it, it, you know, it feels to me like it wasn't lo- that long ago that the Rangers were being criticized for spending big money on the wrong players uh, who weren't really helping the way that they thought they were going to help. And now I feel like the Padres are that team that have spent irresponsibly and you get the story about taking out a loan to meet financial obligations. And I look at these two organizations and they don't seem like they're that they're that far apart. I mean, the Padres had better starting pitching this year than the Rangers, had a better bullpen than the Rangers, played better defense than the Rangers. Obviously, the Rangers had much deeper hitting and got more contributions from some of their young players, which the Padres will need to be successful. But I look at these t- franchises, and I see a lot of similarities. How do you view it? I mean, there's even links, like, you know, between Preller and the Rangers oh, yeah. and, and sort of historical links. But... Um, I think one of the biggest differences might be the the ones who remained. So Preller has traded away so many prospects um, that, you know, they do – you can't say they don't have any young players that, that made it through. Campy was important, and Camposano was a guy that Preller did not want to trade, and I think he was proved uh, correct in the fact that Camposano has been good. Um, but the Rangers kept more. <laughs> you know, they had Young, they had Ezekiel Duran, they had uh, Evan Carter. Uh, they had more young players that balanced out uh, their veteran players that they paid that they spent so much on. So, um, you know, if that's a is that a critique of Preller, or, or or is there still time for you know somebody like Jackson Merrill or or uh, one of the other young guys to come up and form that young side of the team? that has been kind of missing uh, during this Padres run. Talking to uh, Eno Saris from The Athletic, I, you know, that's you work for The Athletic. I love The Athletic. I'm a subscriber, have been since in- inception. Um, I-, I did yesterday when I saw the headline that came out that Evan uh, wrote and Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn, I-, I-, I said, oh, crap, right? My initial reaction was, oh, boy, here we go again. It's not uncommon, I guess, what the Padres have done. And I'm not trying to make any excuses for uh, – they've made some weird moves. I'll, I'll give you that. They've they've signed some some players they probably didn't need to sign, extended some players they maybe haven't needed to uh, extend. You know, what was your kind of overall take? Why is that article being written about the San Diego Padres yesterday? 
Yeah, for anybody who missed it, I mean, it's just that uh, they had to take out a loan uh, to, to cover their expenses. Um, once you take out a loan to cover expenses, um, you start running into debt servicing rules, and there's a, there are rules in the collective bargaining agreement that say that you can only have so much in your payroll or only spend so much if you've taken if you have so much debt. So there's you know a relationship between spending and and the debt you have on hand. Sure, they don't want they don't want owners to go bankrupt, and um, and so the the like chicken little version of this is this is the type of thing that got McCord in trouble. This is the type of thing that got the Wilpons in trouble. This is the type of thing that got Hicks in trouble in Texas before he was gone. So, you know, this is on the road to ruin. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say like it's nothing. It is, however, somewhat common. You know, there are, you know, there are teams that get waivers on the debt to servicing ratio. There is a conversation between the uh between the commissioner's office and teams about you know what's your plan how are you going to get out of this and i think the big one for the padres is just figure out the tv deal because that is a huge amount of cash that you depend on that is gone thanks to bally's you know and thanks to you know all these rsms going uh, belly up so So do they have options though like what it, it feels like the options are are like ben was we were talking about it earlier uh when we when we broke down this article you know that those aren't around like there's not going to be suitors you know knocking on the door different rsns wanting to make their best pitch yeah. to ceo eric Krutner and the owner uh to say oh we'll do 60 well, we'll do 75 you know i mean it just right no no it's 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 a it's a time of tremendous change and we've seen other sports um go back to like an old school model where it's just for free on the local you know fox channel or whatever you know it's just on channel two or whatever um, that's actually happened in Utah. The Jazz, I think, are just on regular TV. Um, so, you know, that's a crazy idea. I think that I think that most baseball teams would want to avoid that because then you're just depending on the advertising money on that channel, and you don't have this nice lump sum yes. of like we're going to get fifty million or we're going to get seventy five, and you it becomes a, a bigger deal. I think what's going to happen in baseball. Is and we've already seen a little bit of this where baseball takes over the production uh, and they baseball does the uh, the TV and and sells it through MLB TV um, and so again it's not uh, probably a lump sum thing but at least it's centralized relationship with baseball proper. Um, and it's sort of easy for the consumer. It's just like, oh, yeah, MLB TV. That's like everyone's cutting the cord. Everyone's, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are going to be able to stream that in the same place on their smart TVs the way that they, you know, got the RSNs before. So I kind of think that's where baseball is headed. It's already kind of happened with the, I think it was the Diamondbacks. Uh, I think baseball took over production of the Diamondbacks they did. games this year. You know, so uh, there's already sort of precedent for that. Yeah, and, and Woods kind of looked, kind of pale when you said road to ruin uh, and you brought up those other owners. But I, I will point out that you mentioned Frank McCourt and the Wilpons and Hicks. Uh, it's not as though the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Rangers were never heard from again after That's they true. made some bad decisions <laughs> and were never competitive in the history of baseball again. Yeah, it wasn't great <laughs> for the owners at also, the time, but it doesn't mean that the, even if the Padres make bad decisions, it doesn't doom you forever. It's that's just part of being an owner in sports right now. And and those owners, 
if you kind of read between the lines, those owners were very particular. Like they had their own issues. Like it yes. wasn't, it wasn't just baseball. <laughs> you know, McCord had the whole family divorce. That was that was real messy. Uh, the Wilpons had the Ponzi scheme. You know, so like <laughs> there were, you know, there were, kind of it wasn't just baseball that was going on there. Uh, it does, you know, and the other thing, obviously, you know, you, we talked about is is when you when you see that news and you you look at the contracts that have already been given out, the the guys are going to be here for a while. You couldn't couldn't get out of them if you wanted to, you know, honestly, without eating a ton of salary, which apparently you don't have. Um, Juan Soto, you know, the extension, the 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 need to keep the left handed power of Juan Soto, a, a really really good player, a great player, in fact, uh, on this roster for years to come. When you read that article. Does that change anything about your perception of what they may do with Juan Soto? I feel like I'm being buttered up right now for a Juan Soto trade. Yeah, yeah, I kind of felt that too. And and I think, you know, what it does is it gives some teeth to the rumors that they have to stay under 220 or whatever. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we've had these rumors before. Oh, they got to cut payroll. They're going to, and then they kind of blow through it. And so, you know, there's been some fan reaction to this round being like, no, whatever. They're going to spend whatever they're going to spend to be competitive. But, you know, if they're running afoul of these debt servicing rules and the, the, the commissioner's office, maybe there's some teeth to this idea. It has to be under 220. If it has to be under 220, they have like 25 million to spend, uh, basically. And, you know, my prescription for them would be to just use money to find pitching, you know, pick up walk if you have to. Uh, that's, but that's 16. Then you have what, nine, 10, 15, maybe 15 million to get two other starters and a reliever. I mean, you start running out of money real quick. So I think that's why you end up saying something like, well, we'll trade Soto for controllable young starting pitching, maybe throw in a reliever. And uh, then we can use money to buy, you know, just like a corner platoon outfielder that we, you know, that we put into the mix and DH and, and uh, in the corner outfield, and we and we we figure that lineup slot out with platoons and less money, you know. So, you know that that could be uh, the idea, the thinking there. I will also point out that the Padres knew uh, about all of these financial situations and still do know more than the rest of us sure. know about all of this. And they've always been very mm-hmm. clear that their their hope and intention is to sign Juan Soto to a long term contract. This I can't imagine this is all shocking to the Padres. Like, where did the money go? That they're I mean, they they kinda have a plan and if they didn't, I would be surprised that that Peter is is is, you know, faithful in AJ Preller. If AJ completely said Yay, we've got this plan. Oh, we don't have the money for it. So I, I, you know, we, I think we're still missing well, a few pieces of information here. Yeah. And 50 million, uh, as a loan, uh, sounds like a lot, but it's also kind of around the error bars around a TV deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. The TV deals are like 50 million to a hundred million a year, depending on the market. So, you know, if that's, if the, if that's just really kind of a TV shortfall, then. You know, maybe they were they were really close, and maybe the art the, the discussion with the, the commissioner's office is, hey, help us figure out the TV thing. And you know that Manfred is really, really concerned about this issue. Like it's definitely probably the number one thing on his plate in terms of figuring this out for baseball because it's going to happen to all the teams. You know, even the ones that don't haven't lost their valleys or whatever. Like people are definitely cutting the cord, and it's not the RSN model doesn't really work anymore. 
Eno, we got to thank you uh, for the entire season. It's been fantastic. It's incredible. We've really man. enjoyed Thursdays with you, and I know our tier ones have really enjoyed having you on as well. So, uh, for all you've done for us all summer long, gracias uh, mucho. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been fun, and I'll see you guys at the winter meetings, and, and I'll, I'll come on some still. So. Well, we look forward to it, man, very much. Thanks, you you know, are appreciate our you. Best, best segment of the week, man. Really appreciate you. All right. Thanks, guys. The great Eno Saris, everyone. That was Eno Saris, sponsored by Seven Mile Casino, featuring all of your favorite table games, like California-style blackjack, poker, and baccarat. Just seven minutes from the ballpark. Eno and all of our guests appearing on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. I hate saying goodbye. We've said goodbye a bunch to a bunch of guys this week. It sucks. But it's not for long. We'll we'll have them all back on yeah. next season, I'm sure. I guess. And it's not that it's not that far. It's right around the corner. Uh, immediately around the corner, though. Ryler Report, Chris Stapleton ticket giveaway. And more, Ben and Woods ahead on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.